It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You're listening to BGN Radio. Darren Sproul's gone! Touchdown, Eagles! Why you would punt the ball to Darren Sproul's in the middle of the field, I have no idea. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. Holy cow, I almost, I think I almost passed out right there. Holy cow. We are live. It is the Victory Show. Uh, it is BGN Radio number 133. And boys and girls, I cannot believe what just happened today. You know, we were here this morning and uh, literally we were, we were talking. I mean, me and BLG were sitting here talking about we just want the moral victory tonight. We just want the moral victory. Don't lose by 30. And, and here we are sitting at 9 o'clock at night uh, just posting. Literally, guys, I think I just – I almost passed out doing the what's going on. <laughs> I, 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 I – uh, holy cow, I'm just coming back. I am uh, lit as Randy is joining us in the chat room. But we welcome in everybody that is uh, in here and joining us live. We'll start with the Hefe himself, Mr. Brandon Lee Gowd from BleedingGreenNation.com. Uh, BLG, what's happening, man? How are you? Man, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
wrote so many times this week that the, the, they were just not going to lose this game. And me, being a person who is like relatively on the fence and like optimistic at times, just just really, I think even you know, like I said before the season, just accepting this game as a loss, and for them to just win, it was just like it's hard to believe it's real still. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what I was. I, and as and as crazy as it was, like the back and forth of. Suddenly, there's this huge euphoria. They're up by three scores, and literally, I texted as soon as they scored, and I, I posted it up on Twitter too. Uh, like, oh man, now I got a little, I got a little, uh, you know, uh, a miracle. The Meadowlands reverse kind of happening here, a miracle in Foxborough. But P. Wall, uh, we'll get to your calls for sure. Just hang on the line with us. Uh, P. Wall is also here. Uh, finally, P. Wall, how are you feeling tonight, buddy? Oh, hard to be upset. This is uh, this was this was great. I don't. A win is always fun, but a win that you don't see coming is even better. And really the only team uh, in the entire NFL that Eagles fans will not pick a win against is the Patriots. So to get this one, <laughs> it feels a little bit sweeter. It kind of feels like a mid-major beating up on a on a, on Duke or something. This is great. Uh, well, I tell you what, everybody's uh, very, uh, very pumped up, uh, I'm sure, and we all want to get to everybody's phone calls, so let's start in the 425. You're on BGN Radio. How's it going? It's good. It's Carrie. Hey, Carrie, what's happening? Carrie in Seattle, who always joins us each and every morning. She gets up at 5 o'clock in the morning just to hear us on 97.5 The Fanatic. Carrie, how are you feeling tonight? Uh, awesome, obviously. And uh, Sam, is this... Radio, or can I curse? You can curse. This is this is FCC free. So Sam must have given a motherfucking hell of a shower speech to the motherfucking team. Doodles out, Carrie. Doodles out. <laughs> Absolutely. No, uh, sorry. Sam Bradford, uh, also known as Sunk Cost. Uh, sunk Cost from uh, Noah. Sam. Shower Sam, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Carrie, what, so... was the, what was the biggest turning point for you in this football game? You know what? Uh, honestly, it was just like a high level all the way across for like three and a half quarters. All three phases played like a team that hasn't quit on their coach, that isn't doesn't have dissension in the locker room. So everybody that has been saying that for months can fucking suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Let it all out, Karen. No, we appreciate it. And uh, we'll go quickly to the, the 843. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, it's uh, Craig uh, from Cincinnati calling in. Hey, Craig, what's going on, man? Finally, some uh, some kidding. sports radio that is non-Bengals-like for you, man. How are you this evening? Yeah, yeah, it, it's fantastic. You know, I have uh, three finals coming up in four days, and I could not put, you know, I, I had to have a beer. That was just, oh, my God, and my, my heart was just beating out of my chest. I mean, I'm just so happy to see um, the Eagles rebound after just two games that were very disheartening and to see all – uh, three parts of the team just come together and just do a great job. Um, I hope this is kind of a turning point. I don't know where they go from here, but I'm very excited to see what we do. I mean, I, I don't even, I can't, I can't even find the words. Well, I, you know, absolutely, Craig. And you know what? That's a that's a great thing to kind of get, get into. And uh, Craig, we really appreciate the call, and we'll get to some more calls. Uh, but let's get into that, guys. I mean, like, I, 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 I want first of all, I think the message that should be throughout this thing is we there's plenty of time to nitpick you know let's wait for wednesday and thursday where we can go across and be like yeah that wasn't really great maybe it was a, a week o-line that the patriots played i'm gonna put all that stuff on hold you know i just think that there's um i, I don't know Let, let's start from there blg where do, where do you kind of take this from here 
You know, you got Buffalo coming up. You've got to, a, a couple of the schedules oh, still not kind of giving itself. But uh, have have we in? And it's just as I thought because I, I I even said it this morning. If this was, if they somehow pulled this off, everybody's going to be back on the bandwagon. So are we rooting for the Cowboys? And let's see where this goes now. Well, I mean, if the Eagles can beat the Patriots in New England, who <laughs> by transitive property? Because this is how it works in the NFL, of course. Yeah, of course. They can beat anyone, right? That's how it works. No. Um, man, I, I'm still not even past this game. It's even it's so hard to look forward. But, I mean, yeah, they're 5-7, and seven, right? They're, uh, yeah. they're quote-unquote one game out. Not really one game out. Because even if the Cowboys win, Washington still owns the tiebreaker for now. Obviously, that doesn't mean a lot because the Eagles and Redskins still play in Week 16. And the Eagles can easily split that series if they, if they get the win there in Philly. But... Man, oh, geez, it's it's just crazy to think how this team has just the 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 roller coaster it's been. I mean, they were they were up, what it was sixteen to three on the Dolphins, and looking like they were about to even go up even more. Caleb Sturgis misses that field goal. A couple of weeks later, it's Thanksgiving, and, and Thanksgiving is wrapping up, and the Eagles are are, are down forty five again, or they they allowed forty five again to the Lions. And you're just thinking, like, man, they're going to go into New England and get killed. Like, it's the surest thing ever. Like I yeah. said, even before the season, we thought this was going to be a loss. Not even being negative, just just imp- impossible to win. And then, and now they're here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <And> <laughs> they're here. And now they're here. And I, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it's super likely they win the division or anything. I'm still not there. You know, it's just one game. But, I mean, yeah, it's on the table. Why not? Uh, Pete, well, your thoughts on, on on this kind of moving forward, then we'll kind of rehash the game a little bit here. I, I I think I said a few weeks ago that the the Dolphins game, I think it was the Dolphins game, was going to be a very telling test of what this team was all about. I'm really curious to see what they're able to do next week. They just came off a, an enormous win, arguably the biggest win of the Chip Kelly era. Yep. Um, second, probably only to the Week 17 game against the Cowboys in 2013, but they're coming off against they're coming off a massive win. They have to go home and prepare for Lashawn McCoy's return to Philadelphia after his he revenge had a great game. Week. Yeah, exactly. And you know he's had this circled on his calendar since the day he got traded. You know he's going to be hyped for this one. So the Eagles are going to have. I mean, they've got a pretty tough stretch ahead of them. There's a reason that everybody was talking about tanking and talking about. Uh, you know, folding the season five weeks before the end of the season. I mean, it's a tough stretch. Uh, that said, the Eagles just proved that when they play even mostly up to their potential, they can beat anybody. They just beat the Patriots in Foxborough, and the offense was just kind of like g- good enough. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we saw like a like a, a best of 2014 special teams today. We saw the sort of best of the first half of, 2015 defense and that's kind of a, that's a winning formula against most teams so you know if the eagles are able to sort of channel that going forward i think they'll have a good chance i mean the question still remains though uh whether or not they can do that whether or not they can stop with all the penalties uh i'm looking at you offensive tackles and <laughs> and you know just see see where it goes but i mean the the i think the locker room really needed this win and it's going to be fascinating to see how Chip Kelly and the coaching staff are sort of able to rein this in and and you know get the players to focus and, and use that for good and maybe make it the playoffs here. Good and not evil, yes. And as, uh, well, that, and that's the thing too. And let's let's touch on Sam Bradford because that's been 
I mean, excuse me, sunk cost. Let's ch- on on sunk cost. <laughs> I I think that for the most part, I think he played okay, and there are some parts where he played good, where he was great today and great tonight. Miraculously, somehow, was third downs, and and you touched on those those offensive line penalties, which really were in the beginning were awful drive killing drives. I mean, that you 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 made third downs. Maybe even some throws that were short of the sticks, and he had Sproles go forward and and everything else there. But when this came down to it, you saw a huge difference between Sanchez and him. You saw a huge difference between him and Foles. So we can we can always talk about that. But the, Sam Bradford, I think we can officially say, gives you the best chance to win this year. I'm not sure about moving forward. I don't know about franchise QB and blah blah blah. But this guy came up huge today in big spots. The it was a I mean that was a great throw to Jordan Matthews. That was a great throw and catch to Zach Ertz. It was a great way to stay in the pocket. A non Nick Foles backpedal for the biggest play of the game. Well, ended up being a the biggest play of the game until we all shit our pants and Kenyon Barner fumbled and gave Tom Brady uh, another shot with a minute left. But that to me. Whether you want to believe in the QB wins with the Z, and I know that's been going around draft Twitter, it's really annoying, but that is that's what happened tonight. That's what happened tonight, and I was I was very proud of how they kind at least him and how everybody kind of came around and and stepped up today. Thank God, BLG, that the Eagles are now one and zero without Miles fucking Austin playing a game. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, and and Kraus got targeted I think two or three times and actually caught a ball. So uh, I, I think we should talk about that. And also, look, DeMarco Murray, not effective again today. I mean, looked really, for the most part, whether it is, I think it's more that he's kind of done, and I think it's the use. I think it's a little of both. You know, I, there's going to be a lot of talk this week, and we're, we're going to talk about DeMarco Murray all week now. Just bank on that um, in, in all facets, in articles, in media, and in everything. But BLG, I just think that there is – I don't know, I, I, and I definitely see it. I'm, I'm. It's officially like, a, and it was a loss a long time ago. But uh, I, I just think that I, I think it's two parts to this thing, and I, I, I really do think that it was more or less like I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. I think some of it is was definitely a matchup thing, which was finally. Uh, I was proud of Chip Kelly for finally doing like this. If Ryan Matthews was in that game, I'm sure he would have had more of a significant role. Just how I heard him talking in the in the you know the post press conference, saying that they had really big linebackers, he wanted to try and take advantage of that. Uh, and Murray's not the guy for it. When you have these the this type of front seven, uh, I, that's when you should go to those quicker guys, Sproles and Kenyon Barner. But what were your thoughts just on the? I mean, even though Barner fumbled, what were your thoughts on him uh, getting in there to try and close out the game? Uh, does that signify anything to you, or is this just purely based on what the matchup was happening tonight? No, I mean, I think you saw it early in the game. I mean, the, the first couple of carries were Sproles right away. They, I mean, they, they tried to get it to Sproles in pretty much every play early on. And then late in the game, yeah, they had that big third down where they go to Barner. And they were going to Barner a lot. I mean, it, it's no secret that Murray has been just flat out bad this year. And he just looks slow. It's it's awful. I mean, he just doesn't look like he belongs on the field really at all. I mean, outside of a few plays here and there, he did have that nice 19-yard run late in the game. You got to give him credit for that. But for the most part, just 
so ineffective, and people want to talk about scheme and everything. But, I mean, DeMarco Murray isn't going to be good in any scheme right now. He's just slow. And, you know, I'm sure the the big workload had a lot to do with it. And I'm and I'm and I'm sure the Eagles downplayed that and maybe some of us downplayed that too much. Going forward, though, I think, you know, I think Chip made a good decision not to pay DeMarco Murray, but I think he made at least a good decision now to not double down on that mistake and, and just keep playing him because you paid him all that money. Now he's going with Barner and Sproles and probably Matthews if when Matthews gets back. And he, he needs to ride the hot hand. I mean, uh, I don't know uh, how the dyna- the Murray dynamic is totally going to play out. It's kind of an awkward thing because, I mean, you do pay a guy that money. It's not like you're just going to – you can't cut him. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> you're not gonna, it's not like you're going to cut him. Not even next kind of And even keeping, keeping him inactive is, is kind of weird. I don't think you have to do that. I think, you know, I think – you just have to bite the bullet and say, look, you know, we screwed up the signing, at least this year, and mix him in on offense, but not a lot. You know what I mean? Just a couple carries here and there. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think that there is uh, – yeah, P. while you feel the same way? I mean, like, I, I really do – I think it is very important uh, now, like uh, – well, I want – first of all, I want Ryan Matthews to be okay, uh, and I want to make sure he wants to play for Chip Kelly, and he wasn't one of those guys that is not playing hurt because he doesn't want to play for Chip Kelly or whatever that was. But I, uh, this is where I think the opportunity uh, now is to have that even carried three-headed – I mean, like, we've been talking about this forever since we've noticed Murray can't, you know – can't cut to the outside, can't do all those things. You have to be able to place matchups based on what you're facing, the defensive line, and I think it's time that you spread it across the board now, and it is really by committee rather than, you know, 60, 40, 10, or or however they want to phrase it. I think there needs to be an even amount of carries moving forward. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's hard to disagree with that. I mean, at this point, if if you want to make the playoffs, Eagles are gone. I mean, you can't, you cannot give uh, Demarco Murray the the lion's share of the carries because you paid him. That 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 luxury is gone. You have lost the right to do that by being this bad for this stretch of the season. If you want to win, it is all about all hands on deck, uh, selfless carries, no griping after the game if you only get five care uh, five carries. It's all about right now. Look, uh, Darren Sproles had a hundred, uh, hit exactly a hundred yards uh, on offense uh, between catches and, and carries, and I don't want him to lose those carries because of Demarco Murray, who had one big run and then a bunch of nothing. You're you're trying to make the playoffs. Like I I, I don't know how else to say it. You have to split these carries. You have to give guys the ball based on matchups, and. And that's what's going to win you games. I mean, that's what Chip Kelly was supposed to be known for, right? That was his thing. That's why this, the the people who who paid attention to college football really liked him because it was his scheme was simple, but it's the way he creates matchups that make people, you know, love him and, and makes his opponents go crazy. Um, and they need that more than ever down the stretch run here. Yeah, and uh, AJ's checking in the chat room. You have to let your good players play. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. it. That's I mean, like if if you really do want to turn on the switch and make this run and and try and win these these last four games, which is is still going to be very hard to do. Um, uh, it is it is uh, you have to start doing this now. So those adjustments. I, I was I was I was so happy. I didn't think it would be anything. I thought that was going to be like a, a morality like cut. I was like, oh yay, you know, he finally learned how to 
cut Miles Austin and, and switch around his running backs in a 20-point loss. That's great. I'm glad we, we <laughs> realized that in week 11. Uh, but uh, props to him. Also, uh, and, and for as much as, God almighty, the, the hyperpole that was Eric Rowe this past week, and you, you heard it from from everywhere, uh, he played phenomenal tonight. For for I mean, like again, in his really his first start. Or no, it was his, it was his first start in the NFL. First start. Uh, that was, I mean, that was textbook. That that didn't look too. I, I didn't. I hardly saw any rookie shakes. Uh, maybe when the all twenty two comes out, I'll have a di- different opinion. But I think he even had the interception. I really think that was almost the interception that when he got off of uh, the drop pass early on. Oh yeah. Yes. I thought he. I thought he like just dragged the toe. But yeah, anyway, not yeah, to interrupt. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, that's right. And I, uh, I'm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I don't know, but I, I am so happy that 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 that. I don't know. He had a great game because there was so much bus talk. There was so much. Uh, I, I, go play safety. And look, I, I, I still get it. And maybe he ends up there later on. But uh, I don't know your your thoughts on on Eric Rowe tonight, BLG. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we didn't really hear his name a lot, I guess, you know, is is, is the great thing. I did yeah. think, as I just said, that he almost did drag his toe there. I don't think it would have been enough to challenge and win. But I, I like I was watching it and I was like, I think he got it down. Like, he just got it down. Uh, but I mean, outside of that, still, you know, obviously a great game. I, you know, there were some of those deep passes by Brady. I think he played really well. He didn't like, you know, he didn't give up on the play and let his man go. He, he stayed with him through the play. Uh, tackling, I thought was was he had that huge hit. He had that huge. I oh, forgot about that. Slobber knocker. Yeah, yeah. Like Sheldon Brown. I think Patrick even said Sheldon Rowe. Um, <laughs> I mean, he. Yeah, I mean, great first start. And and look, I mean, I think you have to to put things into perspective. I think you know, obviously, he's going. He's not. He didn't exactly go up against any great wide receivers here. But I mean, he did go up against a great quarterback, quarterback, and the other thing is, uh, I I do think it's a little bit more relevant when he's coming into a game like this, row now, like where he's preparing to be the starter, as opposed to, you know, it's Thanksgiving and it's a short week, and you're thrown into the fire against Calvin Johnson. I mean, I know players are supposed to be ready coming off the bench, but still, I mean, that's a, that's a tough first cover for your real first extended NFL action on the outside every play. And just an environment where the entire Eagles defense was just falling apart. So, you know, I think this is this is a real confidence booster. And hey, let's give Eric Crow, Eric Rowe for <laughs> for uh, calling this win. I don't know if you saw. Oh did yeah, you guys see that on Twitter? Feeling very good about this one today. He, he called it, man. Give him credit. Yeah, uh, and that's where I was just you know what I, we can get. I think we get wrapped up in that a lot too. Like I I understand that there definitely there had to be frustration in that locker room. There had to be guys that were going at each other somewhere here and there. Uh, Chip had to address the team, you know, even though he says he doesn't. Like, I don't I don't care. I don't care what, what Chip Kelly actually says in a press conference. I think we – this week was hanging on every word of everything, of everything. Uh, and I, to, to me, even if they even if they lost that game, uh, I, that kind of solidified that, okay, I, I'm pretty sure Chip and the gang is still going to stay here. Uh, they were playing really hard. They came out. Um, and hey, when, you know when you don't play, when you don't get your ass kicked, and then have to play four days later, I think teams look a little different there. Uh, it's, let's stay in the secondary here, P. Wall, because Malcolm Jenkins played another a fantastic game and re- and changed the whole game around. I mean, that was it. Once the once the uh, you know, the, the rugby style onside kick, which you know 
uh, Billow was trying to just end it right there, it seemed like. But I, I, I don't think I have screamed louder in my household uh, when Malcolm Jenkins intercepts in the red zone and runs it 100 yards all the way back for a touchdown with him and Thurman on that play. I know they kind of uh, all struggled, I guess, that uh, the, the second to last possession that the Patriots have where they scored that touchdown over Kiko Alonso. But uh, I, I think overall the secondary played phenomenal tonight. Uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, and how about Stonehands Malcolm Jenkins getting in there going coast to coast? (laughs) That was nice. This game had everything, man. It had uh, heads up Riley Cooper plays. It had Malcolm Jenkins pick sixes. It was a weird game. Uh, Yeah, the secondary. (laughs) No Miles Austin. Uh, And no Megatron. So it was weird. Uh, You know, not that happens. (laughs) <laughs> Funny how when uh, Julian Edelman is like your your or when um, Amendola is like your your biggest weapon, you're going to worry about the secondary plays well. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you 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 have to face who you have to face, and the secondary played more like the secondary we had seen, the one that you know strives to come away with three turnovers a game and and makes plays. I mean, it, it, we, what we were talking about earlier in the season about why this defense was so good is the defense that we saw today. It's not going to necessarily be just a completely dominating defense, but the run game is going to get stuffed. The secondary is going to force turnovers, and you know they're going to they're going to get a little bit of pressure. They got some pressure, which always always helps the secondary. A lot and of it, pressure. You just saw good safety play. Um, it was just uh, it was it was very clear from the very beginning of the game that the defense had heard enough about how bad they were playing. Oh yeah. And they had they had enough evidence early in the season that they weren't that bad. The offense doesn't have that luxury, but the defense does. Um and I think you saw that immediately with from uh Josh Huff's return. They kind of came out with this with this fire. I don't want to say swagger because it wasn't that, but they came out with with a certain intensity. Um and I think that really helped the defense and it, it kind of allowed them to set the tone early. They were able to get off the field. They were able to get Tom Brady uh, off the field early, which is a big confidence booster. Um, and I think it just kind of went from there. But again, I mean, the things that we saw on defense were the things that we always love about this team. Yeah. The secondary was getting those turnovers. Uh, for sure. And I, I thought, like, there was there was parts of the game where I was like, oh, man, that, you know, it, it didn't quite get there. There was a couple of, like, Fletcher Cox Pletcher, uh, uh, pleasures. Yeah, pleasures. Uh, <laughs> pressures <laughs> that didn't get there um and didn't finish and that was kind of semi-concerning as as things were going on and whoever's called from the 845 please hang out we're we're uh you know we'll we'll get you on in just a sec but uh the from that i I, but the but the pass rush was getting in there's a couple of times where tom brady i don't even know how he got away from a lot of that stuff really didn't and the the, when you you knew they started to get semi-desperate when they're like okay let's run the uh pop warner Tom Brady, you go act like something's wrong over there, and then you'll be the wide receiver for 40. <laughs> and then on the very next play, he, he, like I don't know where, uh, obviously miscommunication between uh, him and his wide receiver, but just throwing up a 500 ball to uh, Byron Maxwell, and you're like, this game is crazy. Can we just say, that, uh, we, I don't think we've addressed that yet. This game was nuts. This game was fucking oh, was crazy and weird. And, you know, it was, they were up by three touchdowns, and everybody was feeling good you know getting the jokes ready and and then all of a sudden it was just complete panic it was that was that was insane and thank god it was fun can you imagine if they ended up losing that like oh my god that would i yes. that would have been that would have been even worse than just a blowout that would have been um uh, yeah i don't know that would have been horrific uh but the, you know i i, I there's uh I, I just think that this was needed 
as we said earlier, like this was absolutely needed for, I don't even think for the team. I think just for us, we needed this. <laughs> you know, this was uh, this was a release from. Listen, there's been a lot of tension, a ton of tension, and fans going after fans, media going after fans, players going. After, I mean, it was just we created this huge chaos, and we're all we're all a part of it, you know. So there's, uh, <laughs> but I, I, it, we definitely, we definitely, definitely needed this win. Uh, offensively, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird because there's there's not a lot of highlights. And, and things that we can really grab on and, and, and talk about here. But uh, for the most part, I, I even looked at the box score, to be honest with you. Um, I thought the, the the wide receivers still not getting open. <laughs> so that's 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 still kind of there. I You know, I, I think that there was, a, there was a couple of missed missed opportunities. I know Bradford had a couple of bad throws, but um, I don't know. Is, is, is it really just time, BLG, to kind of give up on the hope that there's ever going to be a deep threat this year, that they'll ever try and – have a vertical passing game, um, you know what? What is, what is going to happen there? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's right. I mean, just, honestly, no, nothing. Like, it's, I mean, I, just nothing. I mean, there. Sam isn't just the guy. He's not the kind of guy who's going deep, and they just don't have the kind of wide receivers that are getting open. I mean, Aguilar is giving you nothing. I mean. That Aguilar drop today was, man. I mean, you got to make that. Like, especially the kind of season he's having. Yeah. And it's just he's there and he has it, and it's a first down, and it just he just like he's giving you nothing. Like he's literally the worst wide receiver on pro football focus right now. He's like he's like dead last. Like he's it's just it's been awful for him. So no, I just don't think you can really rely on anything there, uh, and that's that's incredibly. I just I don't know what to say, you know. It's unless maybe maybe uh, Jonathan Krause is going to step up here and be the next the next deep threat. <laughs> well, that's what no. somebody, somebody has mentioned. I think it was AJ again mentioning. There's like giving up on him already. No, I I just think you know. And it, uh, again again it is just one game, but there's uh, it, yeah I don't know. I I think that's something that might still kind of bite them in the ass moving forward. But again, tonight don't really care. Uh, the the fact that Darren Sproles finally ripped one off uh, was was awesome. I was just, it, 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 I mean, it, it changed the entire football game. It, uh, I, it that was another one of those nutso things where like, oh my god, I can't believe. Well, we haven't even talked about the blocked punt, uh, which nobody was expecting. I was going to get a ham sandwich. I was going to, you know, Andy reading it up just to. I was like, it's snack time. They're going to punt this and it's going to be over. They're going to take a knee, and then all of a sudden, I wish I loved playing special teams. Uh, as much, uh, or excuse me, loved anything like Chris Maragos loves playing special teams. <laughs> Honestly, I mean that guy, he gets fired up over anything. But yeah, I, I, that, that changed the entire football game. You, people, I, I think that in the onside kick, that was a, that was a huge turnaround uh, with uh, with that, and just Najee Good uh, scooping it up for the touchdown. That was that was phenomenal, P. Wall, and I, I I don't know. That was the game. What was the game changer for you? Because that's. I think that's pretty much it. As soon as that happened, uh, you started getting the feels like, hey, they can win this one. Yeah, and I mean, the other thing, too, is if you remember right before that game, the announcers were talking about how, oh, yeah, the Patriots' big thing is they like to score right before the half, and then they get the ball at the half, and then it's devastating because it's basically two two touchdowns that you know were free or whatever. And then the Eagles go out and they block that punt. So you go into the locker room tied, in a game where the Eagles already kind of felt like they were in it. You know, they had the energy going and they were 
you know, they weren't winning, but they certainly weren't getting the the doors blown off of them like they had in previous weeks. So if I'm them, you know, you're you're going to the locker room feeling kind of good, and then you tie the game and you have all the momentum on your side. And if you're the Patriots, you're probably kind of glad if you're going to have a block punt. It's right before the half where you get the ball. Uh, but then the Eagles came back out and you know took care of business. So it's, you know, I would say that to me, I think the turning point was probably um, the Malcolm Jenkins pick six. But there's a lot of plays to pick from there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, BLG is that the turning point for you? Um, man. I don't know. I'm still so scattered brain from this game. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, yeah. If you're if you're listening to this on the replay, like trust me, we're kind of just like. Uh, yeah, I can't even like. It just feels unreal still. Like I can't even go back and be like, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think, I think I kind of had a feeling, you know, a a good feeling early on when the defense was getting getting stops. Uh, you know, I thought you know this defense was going to come out here and the way they had played in the past couple weeks. I mean. They've been getting ripped to shreds. They couldn't get a stop for their life. So I mean, they came out and they got a couple stops right away. I think that was a a real encouraging sign. And and yeah, as soon as that, I mean, the punt block just came out of nowhere. I mean, like I think everyone thought. I mean, I had looked away thinking like the first, oh, you know, the first half's pretty much over. I mean, <laughs> and they get get points there. And the crazy thing, Patriots fans were booing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, I thought they were booing Lane Johnson at first, but I, I guess. Oh not. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane, man. What a I have to call out Patriots fans here. What yeah, like a fraudulent during, they fan base. Half time. Yeah. They left at half time. time. Are you kidding and me? And then that and the anger after the game. I mean, look, you guys are ten and two. You're probably gonna be fine. Like you don't you don't need to get upset after the game that like the Eagles beat you and you're like complaining about missed calls and you're complaining about how just everything. It's just it's the most ridiculous thing. I love how Boston sports it's just amazing they're, they're they've won everything they've they've won way more than we'll probably ever see in philadelphia yeah and in the span of years just a couple of years they've won way more than philadelphia probably will ever see and they lose in games like this and they and they can't handle it it's just the funniest thing yeah and that's it, it is like um i think the loch ness monster might actually be in boston or you know whatever whatever kind of crazy myth whatever kind of crazy conspiracy theory it all lives in boston uh, and they were getting calls like left and right, the, you know. I I, I didn't know, the officiating crew just as we thought sucks, like just awful. Uh, and oh yeah, uh, Collins actually pointed out Bill Simmons, which was hilarious uh, uh, this evening because at one point, you know, when it was thirty-five to fourteen, I think he had tweeted five or six times like, "Oh my God, uh, if uh, if they don't pull uh, Tom Brady out of there, I'm literally gonna go go through my television and strangle Bill Belichick." Like, are you are you kidding me? Like, and and then they all, then they all went left and came back. I was like, yeah, you stupid son of a bitch. That's right, Kurt. <laughs> Trust the process, you cocksuckers. Uh, and I, yeah, no, like Boston to me, uh, and uh, let's just rant and have a little fun here. Because Boston to me, I, I love, it's weird. I love a lot of people from Boston. I think they're great sports fans. But just in the, the general crux when everything is going on, it is easily, easily the probably one of the worst fan bases on the planet i'm sure they think the same way about us just in and it, it that just cycles because we all hate each other it's you know it's hockey related we fucking hate the bruins they fucking hate the flyers like it's it, it's just it, it, it's that ingrained and because it's football which by the way they are all 
just like we are with Phillies, like it, it's completely reversed. We're all a bunch of bandwagon fucks here in, in, for the Phillies. And if you don't believe that, uh, just look at the stadium uh, that from this past year. And also, uh, by the way, they are the same way with football. No doubt about it. No 100% total fucking frauds when it comes to football. And that's the truth. Also, I want to point out that I said this morning, we are also front runners. And you got to recognize that too. And that is not necessarily a bad thing. Okay, I saw I saw the screenshot on CSN Philly where a week ago, will the Eagles win the division 3070 and then it completely flipped around during the postgame show. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying we're disloyal, especially in this time when it comes to the Eagles. But we are definitely, you know, this is this team's the greatest thing on since sliced bread and everything is miserable. We there is no middle. And that's why I love it. And that's why I love being a part of it. But yeah, that's I don't know. That's my little. Uh, fun fan rant. I tell you what, uh, BLJ. Let's uh, let's just kind of keep it nice and sweet. After after, I mean, this this victory was needed by by everybody, uh, teams, fans, media, coaches alike. What are your final thoughts going out here? I would just say enjoy it. You know, I, you know, this has been a really, a really just ugly season. It's been up and down, a lot of roller coasters. We all thought the season was over. I've been ready for the season to end for like for weeks now. <laughs> I would just say, you know, just take tonight or whatever and tomorrow and enjoy it. I mean, we, we already talked about looking ahead, and I wouldn't even go that to that yet. I mean, you can get there whenever you want. But I'm saying, like, just, just enjoy it for a couple of days. Maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, start thinking about we can, we can start talking about the rest of the stretch for now. I would just say just enjoy it. Hard to argue with that. I mean, it's. Playoff scenarios be damned, draft pick scenarios be damned. When it's all said and done, let's we'll, we'll all happily remember in 10 years from now when Brady's retired and the Eagles are playing the Patriots and no one cares because the Patriots are terrible. <laughs> and we'll say, what's your favorite Eagles-Pats memory? And we won't have to say the Super Bowl. We can say, remember that Malcolm Jenkins pick six? <laughs> yeah, remember that blocked nice. punt? This will this will for a very long time be the game that we will want to think of when we think of the Patriots. And yeah. that to me is worth a lot. I, I think for me it is uh it is Ty Detmer and we're getting him off the Schneid. No more. We don't have to go back to hey, the it's been since nineteen ninety nine since uh, the Eagles have beaten the Patriots and uh the first time ever that Tom Brady has has been intercepted by the Philadelphia Eagles happened tonight and that was an exclamation point enjoy this for 24 hours maybe even 48 then we'll be back on wednesday or thursday somewhere in between there we'll be previewing the LaShawn mccoy uh, revenge game and that's what's going to happen and hopefully the link will be finally rocking and uh you know we can i, I don't know i'm not even going to say a run because it is going to be a week-to-week -week thing it always has been uh, and hopefully it's not uh, three losses in a row uh, once more. So for myself, John Barchin, for Mr. Brandon Lee Gout, and of course, Patrick Wall, we want to thank you for joining us right here live on BGN Radio and on the replay. If you're out there, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, rate, subscribe, review, uh, help us grow the podcast. We always want to uh, have your feedback and try and make this the best damn Eagles podcast in the land. So uh, thanks again, and we will see you very, very soon. Sorry for blasting everybody's ears. You've been listening to us right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and LibertyBroadcast.co. You 
been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network.